Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A one-of-a-kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you've found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Do the Cowboys have a Brandon Cooks problem? Even Mike McCarthy has been asked about it. And tonight, we'll explore this important question. Let's go. What is up, everyone, and welcome into ADC Sports Dallas. I'm your host, Mauricio Rodriguez, streaming with you live every Sunday through Thursday night at 8 p.m. Central here on Dallas On Demand Sports Talk Network. With a lot more content coming your way, make sure that you check out adcsports.com slash Dallas. And as always, hit the like for me. Uh, it helps me get this show in front of more and more Cowboys fans. Tonight, we're going to talk some Cowboys football. Specifically, we're going to talk about some wide receiver stuff. Mike McCarthy is being asked about Brandon Cook's usage. People are complaining a little bit on the social media spaces. And it's a conversation right now for the Cowboys. Do they or do they not have a Brandon Cook's problem? We know about the Michael Gallup problem. We know that he might be trending towards being benched in a little bit here on the on the near-term future, if not, he has already been benched. But we don't know about the Brandon Cook situation. I think that's a little bit up to debate right now. And tonight, we're going to look at some of the numbers behind the whole thing and a little bit of perspective about the problem for the Cowboys. We'll also stick to wide receiver conversation when we talk about Martavis Bryant being in this uh, practice squad signing. For the Cowboys, and we're going to talk about expectations for him. I was meaning to talk about it last night, but then once I hit end broadcast, I was like, damn, I forgot to talk about Martavis Bryant. And it wasn't on the original plan of the show because the signing occurred until the afternoon. So I wasn't planning on it, but hey, uh, we'll, we'll make up for it tonight. And then just some overall early thoughts about the Giants game whether or not it is a trap game. Uh, that's what we'll be talking about tonight. So welcome everyone into the show. We've got Iceberg Slim. We've got Brogan. We've got uh, Drop Some. got Gregory Toxic. Uh, shout out to all of you, Joy Bella, Katharina. Welcome into the show. Let me ask you this. Truth or false, the Cowboys have a Brandon Cooks problem. Let me know what you make of this in the chat and let's just show on the screen why some people will argue that there is indeed a Brandon Cooks problem. There's not a lot of targets for him as of right now. We're nine weeks into the season. He's played in seven of the Cowboys eight games so far and he has 29 targets. To put it into perspective, that ranks below Tony Pollard, the running back. That ranks below Michael Gallup, the guy who is trending towards being benched by Jalen Tolbert, Jake Ferguson, which is very understandable. And then finally, he also trails 
Mr. Sidarian the Leon Lamb, which we know is killing it as the number one wide receiver of the Cowboys. So the question from me to you is, truth or false, is this a problem for Dallas? Let's see what you guys have to say in the chat. Toxic Tom says, false, it is fake news. Iceberg Slim says, yes. Katharina says, true, it is a problem as well. I'm going to give you my take, and I'm going to go with false. There are some concerns that we can talk about uh, regarding Brandon Cooks, but it is not really a concern for the offense, in my opinion. Gregory says, yes. Joey Bella says, false. But Bella says, uh, you know, he'll get his day. That is true. Like, he hasn't, he hasn't gotten his day yet. But we've talked about this before here on the show. We've been proud of Mike McCarthy and Dak Prescott because they have, you know, caved into the requests or the demands of C.D. Lamb. After the 49ers loss, C.D. Lamb raised his hands and uh, his hand and he said, without saying it, but you know what I mean, he was like, hey, I'm the number one wide receiver, feed me. Since then, the Cowboys have fed him, uh, have fed him, excuse me, seven targets in the Chargers game one week after the loss to the Niners. And then after the bye week, he's gotten 10 plus targets in each of the Cowboys game, ber games versus the Rams and the versus the Eagles. I'm fine with that. If CD Lamb is making your offense move the chains, and believe me, he has, like he's one of the best wide receivers in the NFL in terms of first downs. He's one of the best wide receivers in terms of PFF grade. Actually, I'm going to hit you with the actual numbers for each of these categories so we are on the same page. CeeDee Lamb is the fourth highest graded receiver per PFF. He is the fourth best wide receiver in yards per route run. He is sixth in the NFL in first downs, 12th in QB passer rating when he is targeted. And if that sounds low, keep in mind, this is out of 94 wide receivers who have the minimum snap count to be ranked and 13th in contested throw catch rate. So he's doing a very good job. Not only that, but just overall, when you look at the offense in the last three games, that's the best we've seen from Dak Prescott. And that is because mainly of that connection that he is having right now with CD. Now, the thing is, CD has really stepped up as a deep threat. And we kind of expected Brandon Cooks to have that role, but CD has just been killing it in that particular area. So I'm honestly, I'm relatively fine with, hey, just being like, you know what? Do your thing with CD if you're moving the ball well. And then you have a clear number two rising, which is Jake Ferguson. He might not be a wide receiver, but he is the number two problem for opposing defenses when preparing for the Cowboys attack. Defensive coordinators are thinking about Jake Ferguson right now after thinking about C.D. Lamb. They're not thinking about Gallup. They're not thinking about Brandon Cooks. They're thinking about C.D. and Jake. And I'm going to be honest with you. If you're going to get into this situation when we're like, but I want Brandon Cooks to be the number three guy above Michael Gallup, that feels like nitpicking to me. Now, Mike McCarthy, we can criticize him for some stuff. We have criticized him for some stuff. 
during this season. But when he says to reporters, man, we're off of a 374 passing yard performance and you're complaining about Brandon Cooks not getting the ball enough, that's not how it works in the NFL. And I'll say, in that sense, he is special. Uh, you know, the, the, the whole treatment with C.D. Lamb is what I mean. And that is okay. I looked at Tyreek Tyreek Hill, uh, Hill's number or percentage of targets within his team. It is at, our, at around uh, 30%. Same for A.J. Brown. The same for C.D. Lamb. And yes, maybe Brandon Cooks is a little bit too low on those uh, target rankings for the Cowboys. But man, I would bet first and foremost that it, it will normalize itself moving forward with the season. But I want Brandon Cooks to be just slightly above it, not significantly above where he's at. Because I want CD to be fed and I want Jake Ferguson to be fed. I want the ball to go their way the most. And I'm not going to complain about Brandon Cooks getting just not enough touches when it's not like he's getting, uh, you know, not like he's number one or the number two option of this team. It's just what it is. Now, one area that you might complain about, and I would get it regarding Brandon Cooks, is that when he is targeted, doesn't seem like the Cowboys offense is maximizing his skill set. Now, that is fair, and I'm going to show you what I mean right now. Just looking at the deep targets that Brandon Cooks can get, and deep target is defined as a 20-plus yard depth of target pass. Over the last three years, Brandon Cooks has averaged 1.6 deep targets per game. So that means, like, let's just round it up and say one and a half. He's getting one and a half deep shots thrown his way looking for that explosive play. The Cowboys are at 0.5. So they are throwing him the football deep very rarely. Now that, in my opinion, is fair complaining about because I do think that's where Brandon Cooks thrives the most. And the thing is, they're not even targeting him a lot, whole lot in the intermediate game. Now, I'm just going to say regarding the deep targets, Michael Gallup has six of them and, and Cooks has four of them. Now about that, I can complain. I can say, you know what? I would like to see more deep shots thrown to Brandon Cooks. In the intermediate game, he has had 10 targets so far this season, and he's had uh, five catches in those plays. And then in the short distance, which runs from zero to nine yards, he's gotten 14 targets. So that's where the majority of his contributions have come in. And maybe that's an area where you can say, you know what, I would like to see more deep shots for Brandon Cooks when he is targeted. And I believe that's fair. That's a, that's a fair thing to say. But to complain about the number of targets that he has in general, man, that seems like nitpicking to me, especially when the offense is clicking. If the offense was struggling, you could, you could get into the conversation about, hey, they need to spread the football around uh, more often. Because I've seen that on Twitter as of late. I've seen like tweets about, you know, the Cowboys need to spread the football. They need to spread the football. They need to move the ball, period. However they get to that point, it works. And over the last three games, it's worked. Versus the Chargers specifically, it wasn't very pretty. But Dak Prescott wasn't making it work, honestly. That was a game where he, to me, it seemed like he put the team on his back. 
and he was doing the damn thing by himself. Rams, Eagles games have been prettier from an X's and O's standpoint. We've seen more motion. We've seen more trips. We've seen more bunch formations, more creativity in general. As long as they're moving the football, that's what matters. And over the last three games, Dak Prescott, I'm going to rephrase that. Since week six, which is the last three games for the Cowboys, but not necessarily for the rest of the NFL quarterbacks, since week six, which is after the charge, the Niners loss, Dak Prescott is the number one quarterback in EPA per play in the league. You're doing fine in the passing game. Let's not, you know, overthink stuff and be like, man, I want to see one more target per game for Brandon Cooks. Let's not fall into those traps. The offense is, is moving, and that's what matters. Uh, does that mean that, hey, you got to be happy with all that we're seeing on the offense? Nah, there are still some things we can complain about, like, for example, the run game. Like, for example, the offensive line, which isn't doing great in every area. Uh, I was looking at the protection composites that uh, Ben Baldwin puts together, and shout out to him. And in there, the Cowboys pass protection-wise rank 18th in the NFL. And this is a ranking that compares or combines pro football focus data, ESPN data, and sports info solutions data. They're 18th in that uh, ranking. And then run blocking-wise, they're 7th in the NFL, which kind of blows my mind a little bit because I would say that the Cowboys look better in pass pro than they do run blocking. Except, you know, Terrence Steele, who really struggled in pass pro in the two losses to the Niners and the Eagles specifically. But just in general, I would expect the Cowboys to be a better pass pro team than a run blocking team based on what we've seen from the running game. But hey, uh, you know, that's what the rankings say. Anyways, just to sum up my whole take about Brandon Cooks, don't overthink it. The offense is working fine. Let's see what you guys have to say in the chat here. Uh, I, I see a lot of interesting comments right now. Toxic says, no feed the playmakers. This is in Madden. Lamp and Fergie are the hot hands. Don't pull a Kellen Moore. And yeah, man, like you, this is a player's league. This is a Jimmy's and Joe's league more than it is a, an X's and O's league. So feed your top guys. And the Cowboys have been doing that over the last few games. So I'm not going to complain about that at all. Joey Bella says, Mauricio, what if Mike is holding out on Cooks so other teams won't have tape on him waiting for his big day? I don't think that's how, like, you know, obviously teams do save stuff for certain weeks and they don't want to throw everything out there before it's time to do it. But I also think that that's sometimes kind of like a lie fans tell themselves when a player is, or, an, or a unit is not doing great, it's like, oh, maybe they're saving the plays for later. That usually doesn't happen, in my opinion, in the NFL. They do save stuff, but it's like, you know, a very select amount of plays or change-ups of one look. You know, they set up one look one week to pull it out in another game, but with a different route, with a double move or something like that. But I don't think that's why Cook's is not cooking right now. I think it's just uh, ball distribution and most of it going to CD and Jake Ferguson, who are perhaps your best playmakers on the team as of right now. 
Iceberg says, watch when Mortavis Bryant gets ramped up. That insane athleticism is still there. His agent had an easy interview. Hey, Jerry and Catboy, he's better than Michael Gallup. Says Iceberg. Let's talk about Mortavis Bryant, man. Let's talk about it. Let me know in the chat. Is it a big deal, small deal, or no deal that the Cowboys signed Martavis Bryant to the practice squad? Now, he was signed to the squad. That doesn't mean a whole lot. Like, he can be called up at any moment, and if they want him on the 53-man roster, it's going to happen. What it is complicated, what is complicated, though, is figuring out who Bryant is to the Cowboys. And I say that because... He's 31 years old. He's a veteran who has not played football in the NFL. I'm going to, you know, make that clear. NFL football since 2018. And then even then, there was a time where he didn't play after the 2015 season because he was suspended twice by the league. Now, you know, it was substance stuff. You guys make your own minds about it. I'm not going to sweat it too much. But he was suspended once. And then he was reinstated. And then he violated the conditions of that reinstatement and was suspended again. And that's why he's been out of the league for four years now. No, five years. Uh, I think a week ago it was uh, five years officially. Now he's back in the league. Has not played in a long time. And it's tough to know what to think of it. So big deal, small deal, or no deal, let me know in the chat. Let's see here what you guys have to say. Gregory says, no deal. Bruce's meh deal. Martavis Bryant says, toxic. What year is it? Mr. Terminator says, Bryant needs three weeks to get in football shape. Justin says, doesn't mean anything at the moment. He's on the practice squad. Tommy915 says, Small deal only because of his prior playmaking ability, but he hasn't played in the NFL in five years, so I don't know. Katharina says a small deal. Rico says red zone nightmare. <laughs> and I love, like, you know, how answers can vary just crazy, you know, uh, in a crazy way. We, we've got people saying, like, no deal, this is not going to matter at all. And then we're using the word nightmare for Mortavis Bryant. I get where Rico is coming from, though. I'm going to say no deal for now, but I'm going to say this. I'm going to say something in a, in a little bit, but let's talk about Martavis Bryant first for a moment. I'm going to say no deal. Chances are Martavis Bryant isn't much more than a depth signing. Like, let's just put this out there. If you're expecting Martavis to bench Michael Gallup and then suddenly be a starter, Forget about week 10, but say week 12, week 13. That's not going to happen, bearing any injuries. Like, right? It's going to be probably Gallup and Tolbert rotating at wide receiver. I don't think the Cowboys are going to bench Brandon Cooks. I've seen some people suggest that on Twitter because Brian has some traits similar to Brandon Cooks. But to me, it would be crazy to suggest that Cooks is getting benched by Bryant or even by Tolbert. Like, I think that Cooks. He's staying on offense, even if he's not getting the ball, as we said. But Martavis is a little bit of a mismatch in the sense that he's got the size. He's six foot four. He's got the athleticism to jump for the football. He's done it before. He has had some impressive flashes. 
career numbers are not like insane, but he hasn't ever been like the featured guy on an offense. He can be a contributor and he can have some big time moments or he had those, I should say. I don't know if he can do it at this point, but I will say this. Do you remember 2020? The Cowboys signed this kid called Alden Smith. And Alden Smith, and I forgot about this for a moment. Like, I forgot the following. Alden Smith led the Cowboys in pressures with 50 of them in 2020. And he led the Cowboys. He had more than Randy Gregory and had more than Demarcus Lawrence. And he had not played football in more than four years. NFL football, at least. So there's like that bit of hope, maybe, that we could have uh, about Martavis Bryant becoming something. And he isn't like out of the league because of, you know, him getting old or something like that. It's because he was suspended by the commissioner. And I'm going to say this. For somebody to be suspended from the NFL indefinitely in 2018 and then he played in the CFL he played in the XFL I mean had 14 catches in the XFL but still has been working played in fan controlled football which was the crazy league where you could pick the plays that the offense was going to run and then Johnny Mansell was in there and then I was uh, suddenly it popped up on my Instagram feed and it, it is now like a racing controlled league. I'm not sure what the heck is going on there. I don't think it exists anymore. At one point they were trying to sell shares. I mean, quote unquote shares because it wasn't like actual stock, but they, that was pretty shady in my opinion. Conversation for another day, but he was playing there and he even played indoor football league. So Martavis Bryant was... Honestly, it seems like he was working his ass off to get back to the NFL. And that's got to be worth something. Like, you got to at least respect the grind for him to be back in the league because he's 31 years old and the Cowboys signed him right away. And I'm going to tell you why that might have happened so quickly. The Titans were in on him. Like, they, they wanted him too. And then there was another team. Jordan Scholes reported about it. Uh, let me try to remember who it was. I mean, if I remember, I mean, let me pull it up here somewhere. Ah, oh, no. Where, where is it? There was another team aside from the Titans. And, you know, that doesn't necessarily mean anything. But the Cowboys are not, like, the only team that was expected to work out a more Tavis Bryant. They just didn't let him out of the building. It was the Titans and it was, cannot find it right now. The Detroit Lions. There you go. That's for Jordan Schultz, I believe. That's from the original report. So, hey, after all, it's a low risk bet. I don't mind any of those. You know, I know that we criticize the Cowboys for not making the big swing sometimes, but I don't mind the low-risk bets because they don't matter if they don't turn out right. And if he ends up needing to play because somebody gets injured, I mean, he might still have something to prove, right? He might still have something in there. So low expectations from my part. I'm just going to say, you know what? Give it time. Think about it as a depth signing. Jordan Schultz did 
add this phrase to his report, which I found interesting. Staff came away so impressed with his workout to the point that they decided to give him a chance to play a role. That can mean a whole lot of stuff. That is either coach speak or agent speak that Jordan Schultz is hearing. So we'll find out, man. But Martavis Bryant, if it doesn't play out well, then so what, right? And if he ends up needing to play, he's got the upside. He's got the upside of a guy that at once was a legit starter in the league and a productive one at that. At that. Uh, but don't expect him to bench anybody. Don't expect him to really shake up the Cowboys wide receiver room or anything like that. Because that would be optimistic at best, in my opinion. Let's see what you guys have to say, though, in the chat. <laughs> Get that man at Doobie, Bruce. Come on, man. <laughs> oh, man. Every time that I hear Doobie, I hear Michael Scott in my head uh, pretending. That was Will McClay's as Mr. Terminator. Let's see here. Iceberg says, why do you think Avante Turpin worked out? He may be 27, but in football years, he was 23. He hasn't played brutal schedules in the NFL. 22 miles per hour is still blazing speed. Because, yeah, I've, I heard that. He was clocked in at 22 miles per hour, which I, I don't remember when I, where I saw that, Iceberg. If you, can, if you can help me out, if you can help me out and, and uh, tell me where that came from. Because... I'm going to be honest with you here. I'm not buying it. <laughs> I'm just going to say I'm not buying the 22 miles per hour thing. For context, uh, Tyreek Hill ran at 22 miles per hour in a 64-yard touchdown catch. No, it wasn't a touchdown catch, actually. Uh, but it was a 64-yard gainer, and that's the fastest ball carrier from the 2023 NFL season so far. So I'm not buying the, 2020, the 22 miles per hour thing. But... <laughs> But but he might still be very fast. I'm not gonna deny that. But I'm not I'm not buying that one. It, if he can run at 22 miles per hour, then let's upgrade that no deal to a small deal because uh, that would be something. <laughs> Man, you guys have to uh, too much fun in the chat. Yeah, too much fun in the in the chat. Uh, Toxic says this isn't a swing. This is a bunt mo. It might be. Sounds like a Josh Gordon-like signing, says Guru. It's a, it's a good comp. It's a good comp, you know, somebody that's been out of the NFL. But I don't know about how work, how hard uh, Josh Gordon worked to get back. And I don't know that Martavis's struggles with the NFL were that similar to Josh Gordon's. I think that Gordon's were a little bit more problematic. I'm just going to throw that out there. Terminator says, good point, Mauricio, on the Alan Smith signing. Brian gets in shape. He can be just right for us as another big body in the red zone. Now, if he ends up playing and you can get him there in the goal line situations, he, he, might, he might mess around and, some, and surprises, man. He, he might just do that. But again, low expectations, just telling you like it is. Uh, he might have something in the tank, but I don't Expect him to shake up the, the wide receiver room. All of that being said, ladies and gentlemen, give me your early thoughts on this. Cowboys will host the New York Giants. And let me paint you the picture right now. Cowboys are going to host the New York Giants on Sunday, 
for what's going to be a divisional game following the Cowboys' loss to the Philadelphia Eagles. And the Giants have the 32nd offensive line in the NFL per the Ben Baldwin pass protection ratings composite. And they happen and they happen to have the 31st offensive line in run blocking. Daniel Jones is not going to start at quarterback, nor is Tyrod Taylor. It's going to be Tommy DeVito, who does not look good. Period. Like just calling it like it is, does not look good. I enjoyed watching him when he was at Syracuse. No, uh, and I didn't watch him a whole lot when he was at Illinois later in his career. Uh, his final year, but I did enjoy watching him when he, where he was at, you know, Syracuse does not look fun in the NFL. And you're getting a Cowboys team that is still a nightmare up front with Micah Parsons and Lawrence and Fowler and Williams. And some people might have forgot with the Cowboys facing a good offensive line last Sunday, the Giants are not anywhere close to that quality up front. We saw a little bit of it in week one. This game could get ugly on Sunday. My question for me to you is, trap game or nah? Let's see what you guys have to say in the chat. Don Vito at quarterback says Toxic Tom. My dog is called Vito, by the way, in honor of Mr. Corleone. Iceberg says, who can cover him one-on-one on the practice squad? Hell, he can beat Bland and Gilly. Now, that seems a little bit disrespectful to Daron Bland and Stephon Gilmore, who have actually had pretty solid seasons, to be honest. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not going to act like uh, Martavis Bryant is going to walk in the practice field and smoke them. I'm not subscribing to that at all. Uh, trap game or not, Mr. Terminator says not. Toxic says not at all. Divisional games cannot be overlooked. So this is Toxic saying it is not a trap game. It is, you know, a game that they need to take seriously, though. So maybe even more than a trap game, says Toxic Tom. That's how I interpreted it. Uh, let me know if I'm wrong, though. I'm not. I'm going to say not a trap game. Not. A, I'm, man, I know the last time that we were extremely confident about a game, the Cowboys looked terrible, and that was in Arizona. Uh, let's not overestimate or underestimate, excuse me, what missing three offensive linemen is, especially when your coach goes out there after the game and he's like, yikes, I messed up. Shouldn't have game planned the way that I did. So that was an ugly game. That was an exception in my opinion. Cowboys should handle business in a big way on Sunday. Again, don't, don't want to jinx them. Knock on wood, whatever you want. But man, the Giants are just not a good football team right now. They're just not even close to being one. And shout out to Brian Dable for what he did last year. But he is the last coach in the NFL in terms of odds to win coach of the year. That shouldn't surprise anybody, but it also gives you some, some perspective on how bad that team has looked. And it doesn't look like the Giants are having any sort of fun right now over there in New York. Uh, Giants coaches have been speaking about just giving the ball to young players, trying to test out the young wide receivers. That might be the fun matchup in this game. But I don't, I cannot think of any position that can really complicate things for Dallas. Uh, even the defensive tackle duo that they used to have has now been turned apart 
because Leonard Williams is playing for the Seattle Seahawks after the trade deadline. It is a 17, no, a 16 and a half spread for the Cowboys. The books are not expecting a close game at all. So again, cannot overlook anybody in the NFL, but I wouldn't put the label of trap game on this one because a trap game is a game where, you know, the other team has some matchups that they can exploit. Like maybe the Cardinals did when, you know, the Cowboys walked into that game with three backup offensive linemen, not making an excuse for Dallas, but it was a fact. Like they were missing <clears throat> three or five offensive linemen. That matters. That matters in football. <clears throat> Let's see here. With the spread in my football pool is Cowboys minus 16 and a half. Iceberg says, stop Devonta Smith. Pissed on Bland. You think Bryant can't come on. First and foremost, in what world <laughs> is Martavis Bryant considered at the level of Devonta Smith? I don't know if this is the Philly hatred kicking in. But Devonta Smith is a good freaking wide receiver. And when he got smoked in that end zone, you go watch that play. It was a perfect throw from Jalen Hurts. We are allowed to give credit where credit is due to the Philadelphia Eagles. That was a perfect throw. Devonta Smith is a good wide receiver. That play by itself, as opposed to, you know, the full season and sample size from De'Aaron Bland is not an indication at all of how Martavis Bryant would perform in practice against De'Aaron Bland. Come on. <laughs> Let's go. If Dallas doesn't have Cooper Rush in by the late third, early fourth quarter, they failed. This is Bruce. I'm going to tell you the one thing I don't want to see on Sunday, and it's Michael playing late in the game. If this is indeed a blowout, I kind of hate when the Cowboys do that. They just don't. Seems like, you know, Micah sort of overpowers the coaching staff in that sense. And, you know, I'm good with the intensity, but man, nah. Uh, 41 to nothing, Dallas is Gregory. And man, yeah, uh, hopefully. Like, again, I'm, I'm just saying, I don't think it's a trap game because I think it should be less than a trap game. I think a trap game is where the opponent has some matchups that can he can win with. And I don't think the Giants have that. That's what I mean. So, I mean, even more than a trap, even less than a trap game, I mean, Cowboys should be blowing out the Giants. And, you know, I hate to sound super confident because when we did that with the Cardinals, things blew up on our face. But I also know that my objective view of a game will not impact at all how the Cowboys prepare for the game. But hopefully they are ready when the game starts and we're not regretting everything by the time the game ends. Ladies and gentlemen, tomorrow night, I mean, we might talk about some matchups. We might not. We might have something else to talk about because I don't know if we can do a full show of matchups on, on that one. We, I think we're going to talk about something else, probably like players that need the football more or need more playing time, that sort of stuff. Anyways, ladies and gentlemen, that will be it for me tonight here on ADZ Sports Dallas Primetime. I appreciate you so much. Let's talk about Skyrim's is toxic. What a freaking game. Man, I've been in and out of video. Like, I have not gotten into a video game in a long, long time. Skyrim would hook me again, for sure. That was a fun game. GTA 6 maybe next year. We'll see. Thank you so much for tuning into the show. I'll see you tomorrow, guys. Nos vemos el día de mañana. Denle like. Hit the like button for me. And I'll see you tomorrow, 8 p.m. Central. Bye-bye.
Arkham Knight is amazing too. 